welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Episode 48 of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. This is your host, Dan Gingas, and I'm very happy to be back with you. Thanks again for listening. And I want to start today with a question for you. If I asked you to think about the company that is most associated with amazing customer service, what company would you come up with? Now, I can hear a lot of you thinking out there. And I will tell you that as I talk to lots of people out there, there's probably two names that come up most often. And one of them is our guest today on the podcast, and that is the online shoe retailer Zappos. So very, very excited to have Jeffrey Lewis. And Jeffrey is the customer loyalty team manager at Zappos. And thanks for being on the show, Jeff. No, thank you so much for having me. It's uh, it's really a pleasure to get a chance to speak with you. Looking forward to today's talk. Well, let's start by learning a little bit about you, Jeff, and uh, your background and how you came to Zappos. Sure. So uh, let's see, I have a background in customer service. Prior to joining Zappos, I worked in the banking industry for a little bit. Um, I also worked in the insurance, uh, auto insurance industry for a little bit. I ended up joining Zappos about 10 years ago or so. Actually, I found Zappos uh, through my wife. She's a, a big shoe lover. And we both lived here in Vegas, and we we're, were actually considering moving back to San Diego, our hometown. And we decided to give Vegas one more shot. Uh, she actually ended up applying for Zappos, came home and told me about the interview and told me about the company. And... It sounded great, and I asked her if I'm, uh, she'd be okay if I applied as well, and she said she was fine with it. So uh, we actually both ended up getting hired on back in July of 2006. That's awesome. And so I mentioned at the, uh, at the top of the broadcast that you, know, you are a company that everybody thinks of when they think of amazing customer service. So tell me what it's like to join that kind of company. What happens on your first day? How do they teach you about the culture of customer service that seems to be ingrained in the place? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, thank you very much for that. That's a nice compliment. So really, uh, right from day one, we were told that you know customer service is absolutely the focus of the company. We want to do everything we can to make the customer experience as, as fantastic as we can, to the point where you know we'll go out of our way and, and try and go over and above just to really focus in on that customer experience. I mean, granted, I've been here for a little while, but when I first joined the company, our, uh, our mission goal was really to be the best customer service company in the world. And now it's, you know, even to this day, we still consider ourselves powered by customer service. You know, our mission statement has changed a little bit, you know, refocused around providing happiness to customers, which I think is still kind of in the same vein. But yeah, really right from the get-go, it's all been, uh, or it's all been about just trying to make the customer experience as, as positive and, and awesome as possible. So tell me a little bit about why you think that's so important to the success of what is, at its heart, a shoe retailer. I think retail in general is kind of in the middle of a shift, you know, and you can say it's because of millennials or or whatever, but I think for years and years, it's been about, you know, who can have the lowest price and who can have the best selection. And more recently, it seems like there's more of a shift towards customer service and specifically towards building, you know, lasting relationships with customers. You know, there's so much out there these days about brand loyalty and, and 
people really take pride in like those brands that they, they associate themselves with, you know, and, and I think there's a certain social consciousness as well uh, regarding what brands people are interacting with and what brands people want to interact with. I think that's a great point that it's uh, that the great service is not just a reflection on the brand, but it's also a reflection on the consumer. It kind of shines a light on them to say, hey, I'm a smart consumer. I know the right companies to deal with, etc. I think that's a really interesting point. So tell me a little bit about your guys' approach then to social media. And I ask not just because this is a podcast about social customer service, but one of the things that I've experienced is that companies that are inherently good at service have a pretty easy time taking that on the road into the public world of social media because they already do it really well, so they're not afraid to show it off. And I'm wondering if that's the same thing that has happened at Zappos. Yeah, very much so. You know, our philosophy is really that we want to be able to treat all of our customers uh, as well as we can. And to us, there's no real segmentation that takes place between the customers that we interact with via social media and the customers who even just call or email us. Uh, we want to make sure that all of them receive, you know, a similar kind of branded personal relationship-wise uh, experience with us. Um, typically, when whenever we bring someone new onto our social media team, we recruit exclusively from in-house. We don't attempt to look for people who are, you know, exceptional in like the live chat or email space. Really, we're, we're just looking for people who are really good at customer service and uh, really good with bonding with customers the way we see it, we can always train them on how to how to type more effectively or, you know, be better with their grammar or that kind of thing. But if there's already that innate, you know, uh, sense of, of wanting to, to engage with customers, that's really what we search for when we're looking for people to join our, our, our social media customer service team. So you mentioned before that your guys' original goal was to be the best customer service company in the world, which is still sticking with me because it's such a fascinating goal. Can you tell me a little bit about what does customer service look like at Zappos that is so different from other companies? What makes it so special? In my mind, there's there's two pieces. One is this idea of what we refer to as personal emotional connection. Really the idea that we can build a lasting loyal relationship that goes both ways with customers on every single contact or every engagement we have with customers. The other part of it is that it really comes from the top, you know, in some of my prior jobs in the industry, you know, there, there's a lot of companies out there that really preach about, you know, how they, they want to be really great at customer service and they, you know, they really want to do everything they can to help customers. But at the end of the day, you know, when the rubber beats the road, if there's something going on for a customer, you're, you're still limited by a lot of policies on, on exactly what you can do as like a frontline agent, for instance. Whereas it's Zappos, you know, all the way from the top down, uh, everyone's really supportive, whether it's giving a, a coupon to a customer who maybe had a, a less than seller experience or, you know, going out of our way to even direct customers to our competitors' websites in the event that maybe we don't have what they're looking for or even if another site has it just like a better price or a, a different color or something that they're more interested in. We're, we're more than happy, even if a customer just calls in and says, you know, hey, I'm looking for the shoe, you guys don't have it, but can you help me find it? Uh, of course, we'd be more than happy to. And, that's led to some engagements with customers where, you know, sometimes we'll get calls that aren't even product related, right? Or they they might not be related to any of the products that we carry. For instance, I know there is some stories about in the past where customers have called us and asked us to order pizza for them or to, you know, direct them to a, a local restaurant. Um, we'll go out of our way to, to even try and make that uh, interaction really special with them. And the idea behind that is really that 
you know, it, it isn't so much about what we do for customers. It, it's about how we make them feel. And, and that's what they end up remembering over time. You know, if a customer calls me and, and I direct them to another website or they interact with me on social media and I, I direct them elsewhere, that's okay. Because in the future, if they need help again, you know, they'll think, they won't think to themselves, oh, this other website, restaurant or whatever helped me. They'll think to themselves, oh, you know what? Like Zappos was really helpful and they even turned me away from themselves because they had my best interest at heart. And they'll remember that and they'll end up coming back to us in the long run, uh, which I really appreciate it for. Well, that's amazing. And I've actually heard a story about a pretty well-known customer service author and speaker who decided to take a risk during a presentation and call Zappos live in front of an audience, I believe, to ask what the weather was going to be in San Francisco that weekend or something like that. And, uh, And you guys didn't disappoint. The audience was absolutely floored. And so it's a really interesting approach. And so now I want to take the flip side because I know that a lot of listeners are listening and they're saying, yeah, that's great, except there's no way my company will let me do that. We're too cost conscious. We're focused in, you know, we're focused on operational efficiencies. It's all about how do we get the customer off the phone the fastest. So what is different about Zappos that allows that flexibility for agents really to take care of the customer in whatever way they need to? Certainly it's, you know, it's all budgeted out for our customer loyalty team to make sure that we, first of all, that we can pursue that kind of thing. But the other piece of it is that from a company level, we really look at customer service, not so much just as a raw, you know, cost or, or expense center. We look at it really as, as a marketing avenue. You know, if, if we give a customer a really awesome customer experience, you know, and they end up telling five or 10 of their, their friends about it, be that on social media or uh, just in real life, uh, that ends up coming back to us. And not only that, but we have actually seen that when we provide a customer with a, a really great experience, you know, over the phone or, or elsewhere, that they actually end up coming and shopping with us more frequently uh, and they end up spending more money with us uh, on average as well. So really, it, it's kind of a win-win, right? They end up coming back and, and helping us by purchasing more items. And we get to have fun with them and, and do what we can to to really make their day and, and uh, go over and above for them. Well, that's awesome. Definitely looking at customer service as a potential revenue generator versus a cost metric is really a unique way of looking at it. I, I think you're definitely on the right track with that. How difficult is that to track on a customer basis or even on a broader basis to make sure that you're staying within some sort of guardrails that you know your profitability metrics are still there? Can you dig a little bit more in terms of how do you, so you mentioned, okay, if we help a customer, we know they come back and spend more with us. Can you just talk a little bit about how you guys measure that either on a per customer basis or an aggregate? We have at Zappos, we have developed some internal tools that allow us to track those metrics at an aggregate level. And more recently, we're starting to dig in on the individual level as well. Really, uh, I think the way we started back in the day was really just you know, we have a homegrown CRM tool. We really just started digging into our own databases uh, to figure out, you know, what does that customer journey look like? What does their path look like? And, you know, how does it change when they contact customer service or, uh, or social media in some way? Well, and that was sort of my follow-up question was, have, do you notice a difference between people who call in versus people who contact you on social media? I don't think we've dug into that a whole lot yet. So unfortunately, I don't think I have an answer to that question. Uh, but I know it is something that we're really interested in and we're hoping to look into a little bit more in the future. 
Cool. Well, we're talking with Jeffrey Lewis. He is the customer loyalty team manager at Zappos. You can find him on Twitter at Jeffrey Lewis, and you can find Zappos at Zappos. So, Jeff, I want to pivot a little bit and give you an opportunity. We we always ask people to share a particular customer interaction that is memorable. And I want to give you the opportunity maybe to have a little lengthier discussion because I'm sure there's so many of them at Zappos. And uh, I know a lot of listeners have probably heard some of your more famous stories of you know ridiculously long phone calls and ordering pizzas and all that sort of thing. But as an employee there, um, what are the ones that stick out to you where, you know, maybe if you've got a new agent starting, you give this as an example or you put this one up on the bulletin board in the break room for, you know, to inspire everybody or you this is the one you email to the CEO. What are the ones that stick out to you? Actually, I have two, if that's okay. The first of which is, is more social media oriented. We had a customer who had reached out and or we, I think we had noticed that they were really upset by David Bowie passing in the beginning of the year. So we took it upon ourselves to, to try and, you know, wow that customer. And we ended up getting a, a hold of a pair of shoes and kind of customized them to, uh, I forget if we put David Bowie's face or something regarding David Bowie onto the actual shoes and shipped them out to the customer just totally free of charge. And I know that really blew the customer away. You know, they, they wrote back and were really surprised that we'd, we'd end up doing something like that. And they were very thankful for it. So that kind of thing, you know, I think is it just shows the power of social media and the way you can uh, kind of disrupt the market a little bit by by going out of your way. I mean, a little bit goes a long way. But just getting out there and, and trying to interact with the customers in their own spaces, but doing it in a way that still is representative of your own brand and helps the reinforcing the customer's mind why they do business with you. My other story was actually related to a, a contact that we received over the phones uh, a little while back. And it started off as a very bizarre call. We picked up the phone, and it actually turned out to be a supervisor of the janitorial staff at uh, McMurdo Station, Antarctica. And that, of course, blew us away. We're like, oh, my goodness, we're speaking to somebody in Antarctica right now. But the actual call, it, it, it almost went a little bit stranger from there. So Zappos on our IVR, and I'm not sure it's up right at this very moment uh, due to the, the peak season, but typically we have a, a joke of the day option on our IVR system. And it turns out that what the supervisor was saying, that every Monday in their Monday meetings, the janitorial staff at McMurdo would get together. And the way they'd open up their meetings was they would call in, listen to the Zappos joke of the day. And that's how they try and start out their meetings on kind of a, a, a light note. To my knowledge, they weren't actually placing any orders or anything. They just found our, our really stupid, cheesy jokes, and that's just how they like to start their meetings. So um, the supervisor called up, and he wanted to kind of you know, do something to, to wow his staff, and he asked us if, if he could send over a list of other really cheesy, you know, cold-related jokes to us and if we could start using those on our IVR. And we did. We ended up uh, getting you know, five or ten really silly jokes uh, that he had sent over and, and put them up in our IVR system. It was just one of those weird, quirky things that, that happens. And, you know, we, we did our best to kind of accommodate the request. And, and sure enough, I think about two months later or so, uh, we received a, a package in the mail. And it said it was from McMurdo Station. Or it was full of different candies from around the world. And it blew us away. I mean, we were so thrilled, that, you know, that, that we were able to make their day. And they ended up making our day in return by, by sharing some really bizarre, unusual candies and stuff with us. It was a lot of fun. That's cool. Well, I love it when we have firsts on this podcast, and I'm pretty sure that is the uh, first example of a customer service 
call in from Antarctica. So that's fantastic. Uh, congrats on that. All right. So Jeff, you've been doing this a long time. You said I've been at Zappos for 10 years. You're working for the industry leader in customer service. What advice do you have to other companies that trying to be like Zappos or even just trying to start out in social customer care? Where are the best places to start? Where are the things that you shouldn't be flexible on? You know, what are the parts of your philosophy that you guys cling to that that really help you be successful? Sure. I think the the first and foremost, the one that, that really pops into my head is our, our company culture and our company values. You know, I think culture is one of those things that, you know, a lot of people talk about and, and really each business has its own culture. You know, I, I never want to see another company try and replicate our culture just because each business is so unique. And I think all of them have something to offer. So, you know, companies that are out there that are, are looking to you know, kind of refine what they what they do for customers. I think it really starts and stops with the culture. So as far as advice goes to other companies out there, I think, you know, where things start and stop is really with company culture. Zappos really prides itself on our culture. You know, I think every company out there has its own culture and, you know, trying to emulate each other probably isn't the right move. I think just focusing on your own culture, figuring out exactly what that culture is and doing your best to improve on, on it. I think really goes a long way towards, you know, empowering your employees and making them feel more comfortable with doing their, their utmost to assist customers. Ultimately, your culture is is kind of your the same as your brand, right? It's two sides of the same coin. So the other thing I, I would mention is, is our core values. Uh, Zappos, we have 10 core values that are representative of our culture. Uh, we take them very, very seriously. It's one of those other things that is taught, you know, within the first day or two of training. And we're really encouraged to, to uphold those core values, both inside Zappos and even outside of work. Not only that, but we do hire and fire based specifically on those core values. And the core values themselves were, it wasn't a top-down endeavor when those were released. It was something that the employees actually put together ourselves, you know, to kind of show like, this is, this is who we feel like Zappos is as employees. And these are the values that we feel like represent ourselves. We've really stuck with those over the years. As far as, you know, what else people can do to kind of improve customer service. I I think it's tough uh, because I think you really do need that, that top level buy-in as you know, that the customer service isn't just a cost center, that it is something that can help drive more business for your business. So, so Jeff, I got to ask one more question. What is it like for you to be a consumer of other companies, given that you work for this company where this culture is so ingrained and presumably when you need customer service at almost any other company, it's not as good as the service you deliver to your customers. So what's your experience been? <laughs> that's uh, you know, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> so looking at it from a Zappos employee perspective, I have a couple thoughts. The first being that it feels like customer service as a whole, as an industry seems to be getting taken more seriously over the past 10 years. And I don't know if, if Zappos has had a, a huge role in that. I'd like to think that we, we had at least some kind of role in it, but it seems like a lot of companies are starting to get with this idea that customer services, you know, in this new world, in this new, new landscape of social media, customer service is becoming really, really important and it's starting to make and break companies. And I'd like to see, honestly, I'd like to kind of see that trend continue just because as a consumer, I mean, who doesn't like getting good service, right? 
there are some times, you know, where I go to a, you know, a restaurant or wherever and I receive less than seller service. And it's hard not to, not to think about what we would have done, you know, in that situation, if the tables have been, have been turned, there's a certain patience that comes along with it. You know, we, we do our best to kind of empathize with, with customers. And therefore I think in our own lives, we try to empathize with people that are in those retail situations. And we try to understand that, you know, sometimes it's, it's not the easiest to give the best service depending on the circumstances. I mean, you never know how somebody else's day is going. So in short, it can be, sometimes it can be a little frustrating, but for the most part, we just, you know, you got to stay patient and bear with it. So, I think that's a great answer. I mean, obviously when you've been in the business and you've done it, you know how to do it well, but you also know how hard it is. And you know all of the other inputs that are required to be almost perfect in order to make the experience what it is. And, and that that you know, can't happen all the time. Certainly in my own experience, you know, I don't mind when people screw up. I think it's, it's really about how they try to fix it when they do. And, uh, and so to me, that's what really guides the experience. Cause I understand that companies are going to mess up, but you know, it's about what they do to try to fix it and how that experience is that to me really shapes it. Um, well, yeah. Jeff, uh, Jeff, uh, I really appreciate having you on the show. It's been fun talking to you. And again, uh, you can tell I'm a little bit of a fanboy of, of Zappos as a brand. You know, when you talk about customer service, it's a it's a brand that just keeps coming up. So uh, been wanting to have you guys on the podcast for a while and super excited and grateful that you were able to take the time to join me. No, it's our pleasure, honestly. I've been looking forward to this this podcast for a little while myself. And, and definitely, you know, we should do it again sometime in the future. I love your podcast and, and looking forward to seeing what you do in the future. If I may, if it's okay with you, I'd, I'd love to drop a, a plug real quick if that's, if of that's course. all right. Go ahead. One of the things I just wanted to throw out there is if, if any of your listeners do have an interest in, in learning more about Zappos or uh, kind of you know find out what we do or if anyone wants to actually take a tour of Zappos, our office, our campus here in Las Vegas, Nevada, please feel free to, uh, to reach out. And, of course, you can uh, find out more information at zappositsights.com. Fantastic. Well, I'm planning a trip to Vegas now that I've got an invite. (laughs) That sounds great. Well, thank you, Jeff. Really appreciate it. As always, uh, if you have experienced a great customer service with a brand on social media, we want to hear about it. Please tweet at me. I'm on Twitter at dgingis. That's D-G-I-N-G-I-S-S. I'm also always monitoring the hashtag F-O-C-S, which stands for Focus on Customer Service. So if you have had a great interaction with a brand, let me know about it, and I will be happy to get them on a future episode. For now, this is Dan Gingis, and this was episode 48 of the Focus on Customer Service podcast. Thank you again very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS. And follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.